Hello, everyone. This is Marshall LaCour with Marshall's Moments with Men. And today I have a fabulous special guest, Benjamin Stone. Benjamin, how are you today? I'm very well, thanks. It's very exciting to be here. Thank you again. Great to have you here. So listen, why don't we jump right in? So sure. let's, let's talk about the work that you do. Why don't you tell the audience uh, the type of work you do? And are you, in fact, aligned with your passion and purpose? Sure. Um, I'm an integrative medicine practitioner. I've been doing this work for just about a decade. And what that includes uh, has been actually a lot of research, uncovering a lot of uh, new discoveries or what I would say hidden uh, science and information that's just coming into the fray. And so I've always been on the, the leading edge of finding you know, new products or new ideas to help my patients and clients. But it's also been for myself. Um, one of the things that I focus on in, in my practice is looking at the entire person. So when they come to me, I look at their body, mind, and spirit. So what is out of balance? What is likely causing that imbalance? And bringing the person back into the into wellness or homeostasis. And uh, at this time, as you know, I'm a PhD candidate in natural medicine. Uh, so I get my PhD and a doctor of natural medicine. And we validate uh, natural medicine through quantum physics. So it's uh, using quantum physics to help us. Um, understand why natural medicine works particularly energetic medicine and how um, you know emotions and your environment and your mind your thoughts and homeopathics and you know technology and emfs etc uh, affect your physiology and your wellness ultimately and um so i would say that my specialty has been focused on um detoxification, helping one get. So when I say detoxification, that will also include um, spiritual or emotional um, because people are coming in with traumas and belief systems from their uh, any time, childhood to a few days ago for that matter. And so, um, so I like to go through and help people with a very um, tailored, intuitive, science-based um, approach to getting them back to homeostasis. And quite frankly, some people, it's a matter of um, honestly having a conversation to help them look at something different all the way to someone needing to change their diet to something even deeper like, you know, someone having a virus or, or uh, you know, some kind of uh, pathogen, if you will, in their body, so we have to help that immune system get strong again, while also bringing out a lot of the toxins, because we we live in a very toxic world today compared to, you know, even 50 years ago, let alone 100 years ago. And uh, I'm also, just to share this now, I'm currently studying immunotherapy using uh, homeopathics. Uh, homeopathic dilution. So it's really fascinating. I don't have a lot to say about it at this moment, except that um, 
we're using homeopathic, let's say if it's a virus, dead viruses, slightly similar concept to vaccines without all of the the bad stuff that's in vaccines that I won't get into now, but getting that into the body to train your immune system to to identify those antigens and build up that immunity. In a lot of cases, it's being found clinically that um, it doesn't just activate the immune system to be conditioned to it, but it activates the immune system to actually attack a hidden pathogen that you're not dealing with, say, like a virus, for example. So it's some really incredible things that are happening. And and this training is coming out of actually uh, the medical side of things. It's a, a medical doctor who has also brought uh, natural medicine into the into his practice and figured out how to kind of integrate the two. So I'll speak more on that at a later date. So I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, yeah, am I am I aligned in my purpose? I feel so. I mean, what gives me the most joy is communicating with people about this uh, type of journey. There seems to be a lot of people who are not well. And I think it's a combination of physical stuff going on, especially like North America. You know, you've got your glyphosate, you've got all these heavy metals. And, you know, we know the list of things going on. But I also believe uh, that we're in a real uh, consciousness shift at the same time. You know, technology in and of itself has also allowed us to sort of uh, dive deeper into pushing the envelope of human consciousness. And I believe as a result of that, it's bringing a lot of stuff to the surface that makes it difficult I can relate to this myself. We we become um, resistant to change, and change is the only constant. So the sooner we get uh, accustomed to uh, celestial laws that everything is going to change uh, and release that resistance, I think we'll be able to move a little easier uh, with regards to our health and health of the planet and health of humanity. So. That's what turns me on. It, I really get excited about that. So, yeah, it is my purpose unless something else, you know, comes up. Well, you you just used the phrase celestial laws. That turns me on. Do you want to give? Do you want to tell us more about that celestial laws? Actually, I've never heard that phrase. I've heard of natural laws, spiritual laws, but I've never heard celestial laws. So I'm curious. Yeah. So it, it's it's. Uh, it falls into the same realm of what you said, spiritual laws and and, and even natural law. But, um, and I apologize to the the original person that quoted this uh, at some point in time, because I can't remember who it is. But um, basically what we're talking about is, you know, we've got laws that man has made. We've got natural laws, which fall into like, you know, physics newtonian and then you know quantum mechanics quantum physics and that the quantum physics quantum science is is helping us understand better what i would refer to as spiritual laws or celestial laws now 
there is definitely a divide currently between where we logically humans <laughs> want to understand the existence of of God and then obviously what we're calling say celestial laws so I I'm confident to say whether other people agree with it or not but I'm confident to say that um, it's not just us there is a there is a greater level of um, I like to think of us as kind of actually in an embryo and we are humanity as a baby that's still growing within the safety of the womb of what we might call God. And within those confines, there are laws that govern what our soul is meant to go in. So, you know, there's this discussion, obviously, between um you know, free will. So, you know, and we've had that discussion, right? Not, not too long ago. So, you know, it's free will or is it just um, all planned destiny? And so I think it's a combination of both. I think the celestial laws are that, hey, Marsha, you've agreed to learn X, Y, Z. And I think in a very quantum way, personally, those celestial laws say, you will do those in a sort of choose your own adventure. But if you go outside of your contract, then you're going to pay um, celestial law uh, consequences, which would in this particular case that I was referring to in the beginning is resistance. So a lot of people have a very difficult time understanding that we're here to constantly learn and evolve. Now, I don't know to what degree and percentage everyone is supposed to to go through that process. Maybe, maybe we all have the same process, but the person starting out at this consciousness level to, to create a sort of compartmentalized um, unit of measure, you know, that, you know, their projections only going to come up to where, say, you started because, you know, you've, if you believe in reincarnations or some other kind of methodology to exercise within God's gym, maybe you, you know, have started up a little bit higher, but yours is just going to go up to, to the next level. So, uh, that's really my understanding of what's going on here. I know for myself, as I continue to, <laughs> as I continue to at times struggle and be resistant to um, certain change, which arguably, uh, and I know some people watching are be like, How's this guy doing quantum physics and natural medicine and, you know, pulling astrology into this? But I think astrology is a science as well. And so in my case, you know, you've got this traditional, typical sort of Torian kind of energy that's rooted and grounded. And let's bring in the energy of the world and let's experience it physically. And, you know, it's depicted by the bull, which which can push through, but at the same time be very slow. 
and then you've got all these other aspects like in my astrology that has a lot of aries which is about um which is something i love to do for some reason and that is i like to disrupt the status quo so if i see something it just happens to be in my nature it's not just conscious that it's like oh i want to stir the pot just to make people upset i literally happen to see things differently and i say well let's question this and maybe we can shift this and and that's what conscious evolution is and so again that's why i could come back and say i'm in my purpose because i'm i'm learning to open up and bring new stuff in and yet i'm experiencing it so uh i'm learning what i'm saying is i'm experiencing that celestial law of of you know resist persists because of that other nature of myself so this, this part of me is like push and go and then the other part of me is like no it's too much change <laughs> you know what i'm saying so uh, you know a tip for everyone is learn as fast as you can to just enjoy life you know grab on to the experiences that are coming in have your emotional whatever triggers and experiences good bad indifferent however you want to observe them but get past that and look at the lesson that you're receiving and go wow i'm a different person and what can i do with this information and i hope that the reason you're having that lessons not just for your own growth but is to give it back to humanity even if it's just your next door neighbor or some stranger you run into on the street that you know shifts their life so there you now, go so tell us what got you into this field of work benjamin you know i've always been very intuitive uh like right from a kid i just saw things differently uh, i would perceive um as today we would call sort of energy or ghosts or spirits or um or let's say uh i i could foresee to some degree the future much like like a seer would i i i i've seen many things sort of come our way and but i didn't go into that i didn't go into this type of field right away i in a very similar fashion though i went into engineering and got deep into networks and computers and really started to see that in many ways the the computer and the artificial intelligence as it is today has a lot of similarities to human consciousness and and i was good at that time as a diagnostician in that kind of realm but what happened about a decade ago is um you know i got uh diagnosed with advanced stage melanoma cancer so that that triggered me again because i would look at things differently that triggered me to go whoa I'm questioning the system by which you want to handle cancer. And I that sent me down the path into natural medicine. Well, both paths, but it, it opened me up to natural medicine as well. And coming back from that better than I was before, 
um, really then gave my gave me a, a, a thirst and a hunger for going down this path. So that's what got me into it. What has kept me into it has been two things. I've continued to experience weird anomalies uh, in my health, you know, like being exposed to dangerous mold and having the genetics that are more uh, sensitive and susceptible to the effects of mycotoxins, for example. And so this whole thing has forced me, that's the wrong word, this whole thing has given me the opportunity to either sink or swim. And because I'm a swimmer, I have continued to go into the path to say, why, what can we do about this? Um, there's gotta be other people who are experiencing this that I can give back. Cause that's my nature. I ultimately like to uh, give back. I, en I enjoy that. I like to see people become well and happy. So, um, yeah, that, that's basically what drove me into, into doing this. And, and then the second point was that I just enjoy seeing uh, humanity evolve. Now, I know, again, I understand some other people might say, well, you know, what is, what is evolution and consciousness and what's that got to do with any of your business <laughs> in terms of what other people are doing? But because of my observation for 41 years of, of how things have actually evolved, and understanding that there is only one constant and that is change, um, then that excites me to be a part of that and, and help other people uh, get out of that place of resistance. And again, I, I still struggle with aspects of that every day. And, and I, I, you know, I have moments where I, I want to wake up and go, I hope today's the day I wake up and I have no resistance and, and we just go. And I don't know if that will ever change, to be completely honest. So of quantum physics. So, and I love that. Now, let's shift a minute. What mm. What is one powerful tip that you have for men from your perspective? One powerful tip that can help men um, you know, I thought about this earlier today, and it's quite simple because of the challenges that we're experiencing, um, men are experiencing, and uh, conscious evolution is experiencing, and it's really quite simple. Own your shit. It's time to take, you know, accountability and responsibility for your emotions, your actions, your behaviors, your lack of actions, your lack of, you know, understanding of why you uh, feel the way that you do. Uh, this couldn't be more imperative at this time because the, because we're all connected energetically speaking, we only move as fast as our weakest link. And so in a, a beautiful and horrible way, the death cycle 
in some ways, I think, comes upon us in a beautiful way that says this person has done their work and or this person is resistant. And humanity can't continue to move forward when we've got a whole group of people that are staying rigid and and refusing to uh, evolve spiritually. So, so I just feel that it's really important that that uh, you know we're in. A, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but we're just in such an interesting place now with with men. Um, in many ways losing the identity of what men were. And you've got countries and parts of the world that are, you know, almost appear to be de-evolving, but I know they're not, they're just evolving from a, a, a more uh, survival-based uh, place. And then you've almost got us going too far the other way as well, where men are losing their identity. What what is a divine masculine anymore? We're, we're you know we're we're pushing a sort of androgynous, um, you know, agenda in some ways. And this is only coming as an opinion to me, based on my understanding that we 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 still exist in a in a polar. Uh, you know, yes, no, white, black, male, female, electric, magnetic uh, world. And so I think it's really important for men, again, to come back to understand their their linearity, their position here to, you know, help move us forward. But another tip I think that that, that you could add to that is, Make a better effort to understand the the magnetic field, and what I mean by that is do a better job to understand the the the, the feminine, not just and not just themselves, their feminine, but to, to, but to then to understand the the female as well, because it you know it brings in a you know almost a vortex of energy. It brings in potential. At least this is how we understand it, mystical kind of science and and magnetism versus electricity and i think it's imperative that uh men account for themselves and their responsibility to look at the information that's coming into them because uh and the reason i'm saying that uh not just from you know my own personal experience but like for the sake of not making a mistake, I'll say only 99.9% .9 of my clients and patients are females, um, but it, it's probably 100%. Um, and so I'm getting firsthand experience of what they're going through. And I'm constantly seeing this, this equation that's missing the masculine. It's, just, it's like, well, where's your husband? Where's your boyfriend? Where's your father? Where's your whatever that masculine presence is? Even if you're single, where what part of that are you not, uh, you know, bringing into your life to provide balance so that we can move forward? So I don't know. That's a really big piece for me with men. I think I, I don't. I, mm -hmm, go ahead. Sorry. 
we'll do a Facebook Live about the divine masculine at some point. Sure. Fascinating topic. Um, one thing I want to jump off to is there's something called the observer effect. Yes. Which I'm fascinated by. So do you want to yes. tell us what that is and how that can and how that has a practical relevance in our daily life? Yeah, so the idea behind the observer effect is basically that the object or subject that the observer is looking at, when the observer looks at that object, subject, phenomenon, it changes. It becomes something else. So that's in simplicity. Now that's based upon um, uh, slit experiments that started like somewhere in the 1800s and mostly was using um, light and then they started being able to come the 60s use electrons and created larger particles to see if the exact same thing would always happen and so just in summary for anyone who doesn't know the the slit experiment basically what you would do is you would shoot um, an electron or a light um, at two slits so you'd have like a plate There'd be two slits in it and then a, a, a flat plate in behind that would uh, capture the data, if you will, be it a picture or whatever's coming through. And so when you just sent electrons through that way, it, it would go through as a wave. So it's, it's called the, 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 the wave collapse theory. So you're sending through uh, an electron and it would appear that it went through both slits meaning that the electron actually exists in two places at the same time because the observation on the plate behind would have a pattern that would signify that the electrons or the light was going through both slits but when you had an observer looking at the action, like a slit, for example, we look at the left slit, then the electron or the light always went through that slit. It did not go through both. It became a particle, or at least what they said, it acted as a particle because now the observation on the plate behind changed its structure to what would happen if it was a particle going through a single slit. And so something that's worth noting about this is that a um, couple things. One, the observer was a camera, it's an electronic device. And so of course there's been uh, theorized or extrapolation that um, consciousness dictates our reality. So we're able to create our reality based on consciousness. But the science, well, I'll, I'll give you my sort of theory on why that still is true. But the science specifically says, you know, scientists, they're not going to like, oh, well, it's consciousness that does that it has to be proven. Right. So science says that the electron is influenced by the proton. So, yes, the electrons doing its thing in waveform and the proton is added to that. Then it is influenced to become matter. OK, so. Under that kind of thinking, it's not really consciousness that 
alters the uh, the reality from a wave to a particle. However, however, I would say that because it's influenced by a proton and our consciousness and who we are, our light beings and our energy is light and based on electrons, photons, a whole bunch of stuff, but photons, yes, we are ultimately collapsing the wave into particle or matter. And so, so what I could say is since because of this experiment saying that everything is a waveform and that it's actually everywhere, then it's up to us and how we, the observer, uh, look at um, anything for that matter, any object with a certain intention. And let's be honest, we we all can sort of say, hey, that's blue, that's green, the sky is blue, that's a chair, right? We've got these sort of agreements, if you will, obviously, because it wouldn't make any sense that we were all here and we didn't agree on, on certain shapes to represent a label. But on the same token, um, we actually don't have any proof as to what those things actually look like to each one of us. So I say the sky is blue, you say it's blue, but neither one of us can actually prove what blue looks like. You know, we, we they've come up with, you know, numbers that say this is the wavelength, but that still doesn't in your brain, maybe you see yellow <laughs> when you look at blue, right? So, um, so that's why I think, um, our intention behind the way that we are as beings. So again, we're influenced by the belief systems. So this is what I'm talking about, the quantum physics, quantum science of natural medicine. Our environment is truly influencing the um, waveforms around us. So if you put yourself in a, I was gonna say a good place, that's not what I wanna say. If you put yourself in the place that you want to be in, then the way that you observe from that place of intention in your outside world will change. And that may be a little bit of a theory, but I'm quite confident that that's the case because time and time again, as we're dealing with someone who's healing, those who, my experience, those who become well, well, regardless, but often the quickest are those that make a conscious change in their belief systems and the way that they look at the world. Yeah. So. And, and let me jump in here. And I, and personally, I'm a case in point. I had hep C. Yes. Was four before treatment, the most damaged to the liver. I consciously mm. decided these are the three goals I want to achieve at the result at the end of treatment. And so mindfully, I had three goals. So I was putting my attention on these three things that I wanted to accomplish. One of those three being cured of hep C. Yes. So, and at the end of 48 weeks, all three goals were accomplished. So with mindful awareness, with mindful attention and full intention, things can come to manifestation all the time. Maybe not, but we have the tools within us to 
increase both the probability and possibility. And that comes back to one of your original statements where you say, we are responsible for everything in our world. Yes. So we've, we've come full circle. And again, I want to just say, I want to have another Facebook Live with you to talk about divine masculinity. Because that that's, be another, that's another rabbit hole that we can go down. <laughs> yes. So listen, Benjamin, I want to thank you for joining us here today. So tell us, where can people get in touch with you? How can they get in touch with you if they want to uh, work with you around any sort of challenges that they have? Yeah, so the best thing that they can do is go to healtheducator.ca. It will take them to a Book Like a Boss uh, website. The first item in there is a 15-minute free consultation. So just click on that. We'll have a Zoom chat. We can see what it is, uh, well, whatever you want to ask and see if, if, if I'm a fit for where you would like to take yourself. Um, there's going to be more services added there and a few other things change. You may just want something right out of the out of the gate. Just schedule it. But the best thing is to uh, go there and book that. That's ideal. Um, but you can also email me, bstone at healtheducator.ca. I just, because of the plethora of emails and, and things happening in my world, I implore you to go to healtheducator.ca and, and try to actually book a 15-minute consult, and then we can take it from there. Okay. Benjamin, thank, thank you. you. Wishing you all the best. Thank you, Marcia. Take care. Bye for now. Bye.